Welcome to the In Short Supply Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Buda. Together, we'll hang out and discuss all of the things, but especially what we are actually in short supply of ourselves. Let's get comfy. Okay, so it says it's recording. It's recording. Yeah, I see. All right. <laughs> all right, good. So we're good. All right. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Um, so how are you? I know that I know that it's a loaded question, but how are you? You know what? The sun is shining. I feel my mood going on an upward, upward track. So yeah, today's good. <laughs> today's do, you know good. What I'm, do you know what I'm nervous about? I'm afraid it's like, what do they call it? Like fool's spring when like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be nice. And then like next week it's going to blizzard. I'm very afraid. Did fool's spring happen already? So like maybe this is real spring. Or know, could what be day is it? I don't know. Like I don't even know what day it is. I'm I'm very nervous about. Like I see a lot of people in my neighborhood. Like they're bringing out their lawn furniture, their the backyard stuff, and I'm like, oh no no. I'm very invested. I'm like, wait wait, just a few more days. But I mean, yeah, tomorrow it said like seventy degrees. I was like, my, my feet aren't ready. Yeah, tomorrow's a mailbox day. <laughs> yeah, like I need mail because it's nice out. <laughs> is that what you do? Because I do the same thing. It's like a wall. Like I have to go to the next corner. Yep, so, me too. Yeah, when it snows, I'm like, I will not be checking the mail until this melts. <laughs> Which reminds me, I my masks should be coming today. I think. I'm oh so gosh, excited. Okay. I'm so I can excited. Sticking for you if you want. <laughs> no, I'm fun. pretty sure because I think they were supposed to come yesterday, and it said like, "Oops," and. I'm pretty sure it's going to be today, but that they cut my mail comes at like four 30. So we'll see, but I'm very excited. I, um, I need something to look forward to. I'm like the mail. And then I open it and it's like three bills, but (laughs) yeah, my mailbox. So I live in a townhouse, so I don't, I don't have a mailbox like outside my door. So I have to like go around the block and get it. And some days I just, I can't do it. Yeah. No, I I understand. (laughs) It's I wear just, my husband's shoes most of the time because I like, can't be bothered to like put on, you know, flip <laughs> on so fast. Yeah, I'm. You should. I'm. I, I'm afraid that my neighbors think that like I live the way that I look when I go outside. Like I think that they're like, oh my god, like what is ha- what farm is is inside of there? Like because I sometimes I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna put on my husband's jacket from work that's like you know, ripped and gross and like, you know, some Uggs that look like they've seen better days. Cause they're from when I was in middle school. Like just, I just don't look good. And I'm like, good morning. Hi. Like on a Saturday. They're like, Oh my God. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what your, are you, are you in an apartment? Is that so like, yeah. do you see like, like apartment living is crazy, but yeah. I like, how do you feel about your neighbors? Our apartment's interesting. Cause like the door leads to outside so I don't have to like walk down a hallway very, nice. so like, very rarely see them but what I do know about them is not great <laughs> I and you know what I always think it's just me like I think I surround myself with people who are like do, like are you okay because my my neighbors yeah. they just seem like this is their first day on earth every day they're yes. like looking around like no, that's exactly it like I yeah. mean everybody is very friendly this the few interactions that I have had yeah but like we have we have two dumpsters right one is for trash and one is for recyclables I don't know Enough. what more you have to do past putting a, a paper sign with a plastic bag on it and the Ghostbuster symbol oh yeah literally 
bags. People put their recyclable items in the plastic bag, tie it, and put it in their recycle bin. They do, and then and then they won't take they won't take their recycle. So it's like it's it's breezing around. Yeah, I I hit three milk cartons when I'm trying to park my car. Yeah, I can't do it. (laughs) I'm with you. We have so our garbage and like our pickup is you know, we put it to the curb and there's recycle day every other week. And then there's, you know, trash pickup without fail. Every recycle day, you've got, you know, the guy who's never done this before puts it in the garbage bag and they, every, every week or every other week, whenever they come, they don't pick it up. And I'm like, what did you learn? (laughs) You learn that. And they'll, they'll tell you like, we're not taking this because it's in, and we have like, right on like the main road where, where I live, they have like, before you come into the, to the complex, they have like, you know, billboards or advertisements. And it's literally says, don't put your recycles in plastic bags. Uh, I I don't know how much more clear. Help me help you. Yeah. Like, and I, and I appreciate you trying to do a good thing. I appreciate you recycling, but like, come on. So yeah, I just feel like, and so I have to tell you this story. Um, I obviously am like the friendly one in my, in my marriage. Frank would be like totally fine with not speaking to anybody ever again for the rest of time. And so that's just like the way it works. So, and when our doorbell rings, I immediately think it's an emergency. Nobody's coming to see us. Amazon knows us by name. They're not gonna, you know, like FedEx, UPS, they all know. You don't ring the doorbell, whatever. So I'm like, who is that? Our door, I get get home from work and then my doorbell rings. And I'm like, already, I'm like, that's not, that's not a, it's not a delivery of some sort. What's going on? I didn't order anything. So I go downstairs and there's two police officers in front of my house. And I'm like, what Lifetime movie did I just come into? Like, what's going on? Of course, my husband is up here because he just got home from work. He's changing. He's doing whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to go get the door. I open the door and this guy's, it was like a movie. He had his little badge and I'm sure it's on a little badge to him. I'm sure it's something that he worked very hard on, but he had his little badge and he's like, hi, I didn't hear his name. Didn't hear what police department. I didn't even, he's like, I'm from at Keebler Elf Village. And I'm like, who is that? Like, and I'm like, uh, okay. And it's him and this other guy who's like a detective. And I'm like, hi, can I help you? And then I'm like, let me go get my mask. And they're like, no, 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 we're not staying. Like they're, they're in masks. And I'm like, I'm getting arrested. They are, I don't need a mask, but I'm going to get arrested. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. I'm sitting there going, what, what could they be here for? They go, let me ask you, uh, how familiar are you with the guy next door? No. And I go, <laughs> I literally was like, no, this isn't happening. This is not like... I'm so now, now I'm excited. Now I'm like, I'm going to be a part of this like investigation. Like, do you guys need me to testify? Like what's happening? So I'm like, um, where, what guy, what neighbor, like playing dumb. And he's like right here next door. And and the point is I hate my next door neighbors. (laughs) Now the guy that they're referring to very nice. He's got to be even, he's got to be in his early twenties he's a police officer. So I was already like, okay, police officer, very respectful, but like, I'm neither here nor there with you. I, you know, like your dad pain in the ass. My next door neighbor is the neighborhood watch. He's, if a leaf blows three counties over, he's outside. He wants to know what's going on. 
Oh my God. He's so annoying. I can't like, oh my, I hear his voice more than I hear anybody. I, I, like if I open my windows, I'm like, why is this guy always outside? Go outside. Go inside. Like, can you just go outside and not talk? He's, he's going up to the neighbors. He wants to know everybody's business. And I'm like, go in your house. <laughs> so uh, he's just, he's not a nice guy. He's uh, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. His son, nice guy. So I was, I was, I was conflicted because I'm like, I want to tell you that this neighbor sucks, but I can't because you're not asking. I was like, are you asking about the father? <laughs> they, go, they go no we're asking about um we're asking about the young kid uh, you know I think his, they said his name was Chris I literally didn't I you know when you just black out with names and yeah. I'm like I'm so panicked I'm like okay he goes yeah we uh well, what's he like I go I don't know you know I, I go I don't talk I, I don't really talk to him you know he's like how long have you lived here I'm like oh, two years like now I, I think I'm in trouble and he's like all right well uh you know, how, when do you talk to him? Do you guys get to talking? Like, what's he, you know, what's his deal? And I'm going, I go, is there a problem? Like, is he in trouble? Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like on Little House in the Prairie. Like, is there, is there, <laughs> is there trouble? Um, and he's like, no, we're thinking about hiring him. What? We just, we just want to see, you know, what he's like. And I'm like, oh, and me immediately. No, like, that's bogus. Right, I'm right. Bogus but me that. immediately being like empathetic and like wanting everybody to be happy. I'm like, oh, he's a great guy. So respectful. So like you should hire him. And then like me, I'm going, hold on. Dumb, dumb. He is already a police officer. Why would he be getting another police officer job? And I'm like, oh, they were totally like investigating something. And I was just like, he's innocent. Go ahead. He's such a nice man. Like, oh my God. And Frank, of course, comes running down the stairs when he realizes I'm coming back inside. He's like, what was that? And I'm like, there are just two police officers outside. He goes, you should not be able to, you should not be talking to anyone. You should have waited for me. Like, what, he's like, what did they say? I'm like, well, they said they were hiring him and they wanted to, he goes, no, no. Like, he was so like disappointed. Like, no, that's not what they were doing. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope he gets the job. Oh my God. That's the day I'm having. Like, I literally... That was like four minutes before I got on this call. And I'm like, that was today. That was, t- that was 10. That was what? 25 minutes ago. Oh my God. Was oh, t- you're rattled. I'm rattled. <laughs> I'm like to my core shaking. I'm like, I immediately was like, I'm going to jail. <laughs> and nothing happened. Like, you know, when like you see a cop when you're driving and immediately you're like, oh my God, do I have the drugs in the car? Like, even though you've never done drugs in your life. Like, that's me. I'm like, Did oh. watch new girl. I don't. I oh my god! Everyone tells me to watch it, and then I would like have to watch New Girl, the episode of her roommates trying to become a cop, and so they had this this person from the police department come over to like interview the roommates, and Zoe Deschanel is like, I have I have coke in my closet, (laughs) meth, whatever it is, but it turns out that it's like not at all. Drugs. See, like that's me. That's what, that would be me. I would incriminate. I would self-incriminate. I would get everybody around me in trouble. I'd be like, one time I I stole from a Claire's, like that. Like I, that's what I would do. I'd like I I You're a rebel. Oh my um, god. <laughs> no, that's actually not true. I did not steal from a Claire's, but I did. I stole nail polish from a Harmons when I worked there. I was a college student. Lock her up. Lock I know. Her up. I had like two dollars and seventeen cents to my name. 
And I, I loved the color and I, it was like the last one. I didn't want anybody buying it. That's how I justified it to myself. I was like, well, I'm just going to take it. And you know, that I, I, it was dark time. It was dark time. (laughs) I was like 19 and I I was just so bad. Um, If a $2 bottle of nail polish makes an essential worker happy, then you, you take that nail polish. (laughs) Since I still can't even look at that color, I like see it in the, in the store and I'm like, I can't. Just feel guilt. <laughs> shame, just shame. And you know what? Thinking about it, like back then, whatever Essie, Essie was like, what, $8 a bottle, but I don't know if yeah. it's still the same. Oh yeah. And I, and I couldn't afford it back then. Yeah. And being like, oh my God, like, I, you know, I was so poor, so broke. I wouldn't say poor. I was broke, like working three jobs, going to college and still had $0. Um, and now being like, you know, if you could just like, you have more than $8 now, like you could have just waited and it would have been fine. I just, you know, when you, when you're young, like, or when you're, I just wanted it so bad. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I don't see yourself up three jobs and going to college. Like I was crazy. I was like a workhorse. I, I used to do 18 credits at a time. And then I would work like three part-time jobs while I was in college, because I, I also just like, I don't know how to rest. I have talked about this so many times. Yeah. No, and, and I guess now we can actually like segue into what we should be talking about because I'm sure it makes sense to you. Like yes. I've never been able to rest. And yeah. now, and so like back then it was like, I had to always move and I always had to do something. And now I realize that like that work ethic, that was probably like good to have when I was younger now I'm like, I'm tired and I still don't know how to stop. Yep. So now I'm just like, I don't, I just power through. And then I'm like, all right, well now, like I work myself to the point at, that like until eight o'clock at night. And then I'm like, huh, I can't, I can't move. I'm physically just done. So with that being said, let's talk about how this past year has been for you. So I didn't, I, I apologize. I didn't even properly introduce you. So I will do that now. Um, I have Tara with me who I'm like, I'm so excited that you are here because I'm so excited that I'm here. Too. I'm here. First of all, so I know. Well, I was like, what am I doing that I have not asked you to get on here? So <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about Tara's masks since what last year? Yeah. It's been a year. And I'm like, I love these masks. You need to get these masks. I, every time I wear them, no matter if I'm in public or at work, Everybody wants to know where I get them from. And I'm like, and before you had a website, I would like go on her Instagram. It's not weird. She told me like, you can just like message her. I'm telling my like doctor's office receptionist. She's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can just, she's like writing it down on a post-it. Like, can I just message her? I'm like, yes, message her. And <laughs> so then like, I went back last week and I'm like, remember that was that girl? Like she has a, a website now. And I like gave it to her. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, you're like hype squad. That's so funny. I also have no shame. Thank you. I'm like, you know, Tara? (laughs) So I'm like, all right. So you have been like, I I feel like for me in my like own personal like bubble, you've just been like the face of like grace when it comes to this pandemic. Oh my God. (laughs) No, I'm serious because you from the beginning, like, I just feel like you handled this situation just so well by being like, and I loved every time you said, I just want people to have what they need. And I always just thought that was such a beautiful way of looking at it because it wasn't like in your face, wear this mask, you know, um, it wasn't aggressive. It was just like, 
listen, don't, it's not weird if you message me, I just want you to have what you need to be safe. And I just felt like that was such a compassionate way to go about this pandemic when like, it's, you're, we see so much negativity regarding it, that it's so nice to see someone that's like, I just want to help. Oh my God. It makes me so happy to know that that's how it comes across. Mm -hmm. Because like, for me, the whole mask making 100% came from my anxiety of seeing people on Instagram, like on vacation at restaurants, just like not wearing masks. And I'm like, what do I need to do for you I love that. make myself feel better. (laughs) That is amazing because I, well, I'm with you. At the beginning of this pandemic and obviously, you know, even now being a year later, back then, so back then, you know, a year ago, seeing (laughs) the day actually. Yeah, literally we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, Seeing the way that people were so frivolous and like, this isn't real. It's the flu. I'm going to go to Barbados. I'm going to go, you know, wherever. Uh, And I'm like, and I remember right around this time, my dad made a reservation for us to go to dinner as a family. And I was panicking. I was like, I don't think we should go. I feel like this is so bad. And my dad who like, you know, spoiler alert, ends up getting COVID. Um, Not, you know, it was around the holidays, but still. Uh, he's like, no, we can't stop living. It's going to be fine. This isn't a big deal because we really didn't know. Like back then, I feel like we had a little bit of wiggle room to just kind of be ignorant and not really understand it. And then now, and this is where I get very annoyed with people. Now you don't have the, the like gift of not knowing, like, you know, so now you're just choosing to be an asshole. Like, yeah. And that's what bothers me. So I will say, no, it never came across that way of like, I just want everybody to have what they need. It seemed so genuine, but I almost like, I like it a little bit more now that it was also like, stop being an idiot and do what you have to do. (laughs) Um, Like that, because it's refreshing because I think that this pandemic has become such like a hot button issue where it really didn't need to be. Like, I feel like it's, there's a lot surrounding this pandemic and a lot of people who have differing opinions. And it's just like, you kind of stepped up to the plate at the very beginning and you were like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And, and like, so can you kind of break it down for us? Like what, what was your background or what is your background? I should say with design and sewing and and everything like that, because I know nothing. I literally, if, if, if something rips on me, I'm like, okay, throw it out. Like, that's it. I'm, I, I know nothing I could. And my grandmother is a, or was she, she's retired, but she is, or was a seamstress and like made beautiful gowns and clothes. And I'm like, can't do it. Don't even know. Don't get it. I'm it skipped 12 generations. Apparently I can't do it. So I grew up with seeing a piece of it, but like, I also know the difference between like I would ask like my grandmother to hem my pants, but it's also very different than I think what you have been doing. So can you tell us like your background in all of this and, and then how it kind of transitioned into what it is now? Yeah. Um, I mean, like I've been sewing since I was in middle school. I honestly don't really like know how it started. I think I just like woke up one day and I was like, I think I'm going to learn how to sew today. So you didn't do it in school no, I just did it. Like my mom had a sewing machine and that was older than I was. And I was just like, I mean, I knew how to use it. 
Um, but my, my mom does like a lot of, um, like upholstery projects. Mm-hmm. Like she, she makes like very intricate pillows and things like that. So like she taught me how to use the machine. And then for me, I was like, oh, but I want to make like things I can wear and it, yeah. it just snowballed. And then, um, I ended up going to college for theater, not for fashion. Yes. For theater. Love theater. Yes. Love. But I went for like, like all theater. Okay. Like, I couldn't like specialize in one thing, you know, so pretty much everything that I know about costumes I learned in the real world. So like, gotcha. if there's anybody listening that, <laughs> that wants to pursue a career in theater, I'm just going to say you, you don't need to go to college. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? That's very interesting because there, you always get that drilled in. Like if you have this passion, make sure you're educated about it. Go do, make that your focus and then I go. Say if you want to be a designer, mm-hmm. then you need some schooling. But if yeah. you, if you want to be like a technician and by technician, I mean like you can be a technician in lights, sound, costumes, like right. you don't really need to go to school. Ooh. I love that. No, um, I love that. Yeah. So I went to college for, for theater. That's how I know all my, my costuming, whatnot. Um, fast forward to, I guess, like kind of before the pandemic. So I, I was working, um, I was working at a Broadway costume shop. Awesome. Um, and then, then I stopped doing that and I started working in bridal just cause like, I'm a pretty like bubbly kind of person like I like being with other people and like doing Broadway stuff I was a firsthand so I worked in um like in a shop and I didn't really get to interact with people like we had a team but it's not like you know it's like you're working with the same four people and like things I can get, get old yeah I get yeah old. I mean I loved everybody I was working with but like a lot of the people there I'm trying to say this very eloquently they're probably not going to listen so yeah (laughs) I mean a lot of the people I was okay I'll put it this way I was the youngest person there by a a long shot that's hard yeah so they don't kind of like me being a teacher a lot of them don't really know how to talk to people because they've been in their like bubble for Mm -hmm. four years that they don't really know like things that you shouldn't, shouldn't say and like tones and stuff. Anyway, so I stopped doing that. I started doing bridal because I liked talking to people. Um, the place that I was working at right before the pandemic hit, I had only been working there for like two months. And then they created this role for me um, where I was like helping with alterations. So I was kind of like the liaison between the bride and the seamstress just to make sure that everybody understood each other. Good. Um, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so like, yeah, everybody. What was, what in my was it like? What was it like working in bridal, like behind the scenes? So, like in general, or in general, in general. Um, okay, in general, or as specifically so, as you want to get, because I can't yeah, imagine. I'm gonna say because I got I got married literally the weekend after you. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> so great month, um, great month. Like when when I so I went dress shopping before I started working in bridal, and as a bride. I was really nervous to go to my like appointments and stuff because from watching Say Yes to the Dress when I was like a teenager, 
I really thought that like they were going to be talking nasty about me behind my back. And I like, didn't want to tell anybody that like, cause I had absolutely no intention of buying a dress anywhere. Like I knew I was going to have it. I, I had um, somebody design it and make it, but I just didn't know what I wanted, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, like I was just scared that they were going to know, like they were going to read my mind and they were going to know and they were going to treat <laughs> me badly. But like, I'll say for working bridal, no, nothing couldn't yeah. tell it. Like, I know nothing. We're literally there to help you. Like ask all the questions. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Like, which is so and, funny. And it's so nerve wracking to me to like, I'm just not a salesperson. <laughs> like, I don't want to push you into it. Like it's a wedding dress. It's not a car. So like, right. I'm not going to be able to persuade you into it. So just tell me yeah. how you're feeling. Like, don't pretend that you like it because you think you're going to hurt my feelings. You know, I appreciate that. Tell me if you like it so that I, if you don't buy it, I can keep an eye on it. And like, if anything is happening, if like the designer is discontinuing it, I'll genuinely reach out to you and be like, if you really love this, like now's yeah. the time. And I'm not trying to like make the sale. I just want you to have what you want. I have never, ever heard anybody <laughs> in bridal or bridesmaids dress, like any like thing like that where they're working off of like a commission or they want to make that sale has ever said that well I went I went to get um a bridesmaid's dress two weeks ago I had to go to um this place to get a bridesmaid's dress with my husband's uh sister she's getting married in September and every bridesmaid is going to wear their own dress so I was you know I wanted her to come with me just to kind of see you know what um you know if she liked it or whatever And I will 100% agree with you when um, I put on this dress that was like 99% ruffles. Now I, yeah, I'm very small. I'm four foot eight. Like I can't wear anything that's too much because literally I looked like a tree stump. It was just like, I was this big and it was just, it was so bad. And I felt this obligation to be like, well, it's nice. Like, I I don't hate it because I didn't want to hurt the girl's feelings. And she literally said to me, I didn't design this dress. Yeah. Just because I like it doesn't mean you have to like it. But that was the closest I've ever gotten to somebody because everybody else is like, you look amazing. You look fantastic. And I'm like, listen, I know, I know this. I know that I am four foot eight. I know that I can't wear certain things and I know what works and what doesn't. Like, don't tell me that I look good when I know I look like an injured ostrich. Don't do it. And like, so I appreciate the honesty. I would rather like, someone be like, like, oh, that's the terrible. The other side of that coin is that you want to be honest with your stylist because your stylist is taking those things that the customers are saying and delivering it back to the brand. So if you, if people keep like just saying, oh, I love it, then the brand thinks that you love the things. And it's like, well, why isn't it selling? And then the customer is like, well, why don't stores have things that are flattering? It's like, well, because everybody's been responding positively to things that they don't actually like. So interesting. Yeah. So tell your stylist when you hate things. I love that. It'll be better for you. Listen, I'm learning. I'm learning, especially in the last year. Like, I'm just going to say whatever I feel. I'm just going to say it. And I'm (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with being like, well, well. Um, But with so okay so you worked there for two months and then the pandemic hit so then what was that like like what did did you like just what was that like for you in terms of like wow okay so we were in this building 
that was like mostly wholesale jewelry. And we were kind of just like this, I don't know, sort of stuck out like a sore thumb, like this like bridal shop in this kind of like yeah. industrial sort of building. So like, I was really nervous because wholesale jewelry is coming from everywhere, you know? So oh I'm like, God, right. at this point, we didn't know that it was like airborne. We thought it was still like through surfaces. So on my very last day there, I went to three stores before I went to work trying to find disinfectant wipes. And I finally found like, like Lysol wipes and Target, and I brought them in and every single one of my coworkers had them. And we were like going in the elevators, like buttons and stuff like that. And like, all of the, um, all the customers were definitely like very on edge, like a little, like, you know, this is normal. Everything is normal, but also like you're, you're looking mm-hmm. over your shoulder constantly. And like, I remember one of the stylists, it, it was March. So it was like allergy season, you know, one of the stylists sneezed and this, that's illegal. Mom, the mother, mother of the bride turns around and she was like, do you have COVID? You have to tell me. She was like, no, dude, chill. Like I just, uh, it's just allergies. I <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't even think I would never. Oh my God. People are crazy. Yeah. I would never be like, do you have COVID? Oh, I joke around now. It could be a whole other thing. Oh my God, I yeah, know. Bridal. <laughs> but thing. Um, like, I don't know. I and don't then, know. like, so I was doing alterations for people, right? And so the way that alterations works is we do, we start your alterations two months out from your mm-hmm. wedding date. And then your final fitting is like a week or two before your wedding, just to make so sure stressful. that it is perfect. It is stressful, but like, it makes sense because your body does change. Yeah. Well, my dress ripped the day of my wedding. We can talk about that later. Oh, I need to know. Oh my God. I had a horrible alteration story. We can, yeah. Let's, let's talk about you. I have some good, yeah. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Put a pin in that one. (laughs) I'm going to write it down. Um, So some of the, the girls that I was working with, um, right before the pandemic, like, right. So my last, the last day that I was there was March 11th. And that day I had fittings and that girl was getting married the following week, which ended up spoiler alert, not happening. But, um, yeah, they were like a little, like uh, that, that girl was kind of strange because her mom was like, Oh, thank God for the virus. You don't have to like kiss your family. Hello. Said something like that. Right. And, um, yeah, I got got an email like four days later, like the wedding has been postponed. (laughs) I wonder so, if they ever went through with it. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I don't, I, by didn't now. Seem, didn't seem like it was meant to be. Yeah, I don't know. She had two dresses too that were like over the top. Both of them were over the top and we were trying to fix it. I can them. see. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm also, I was like the world's worst bride in the sense of like, I didn't care about anything. I was like, they were like, I will never forget. They said when it was getting closer to the wedding, they were like, what color would you like the napkins? And I was like, the napkin color? Like, I don't know. What kind of question is that? And they're like, well, some some people really freaking care about that. They brought out like swatches and they were like, some people are really like particular about the napkin color. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I was very much like, that's great. Whatever you want. I don't care. Like, I'm not, um, I'm not overly girly. Like I, I can put myself together. I can, you know, I like things, but I'm not. And I, this is no disrespect to like weddings or marriages or whatever, but like, I just, I didn't always like dream of my wedding. And I, you know, it wasn't like this thing that was like this, it had to be this 
fiasco. I mean, with that being said, I had a huge wedding. It was like 226 people. Um, but that's also like, I have a huge Italian family. And if you don't invite, you know, the mailman's cousin, you're cut off. So it was like, you know, you had to, there was an expectation of like, everybody's got to be invited and it was a beautiful day or whatever. But like the, like, I have a weird thing about like the outfit change. Yeah. Not anything about like, this is my, this is my ceremony dress. And then this is my reception dress. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Out trying to find the perfect dress. Why would you take it off? Right. And there's so many other events around the wedding that you can wear cutesy outfits to. Like just Agreed. wear your wedding dress. You get one. You get right. one. Wear and also the- like, but like, it's not like they're the most comfortable things. Like just pick one. And also like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just feel like who has like this Kardashian money that we're just like buying multiple dresses that like you're wearing both of them. So like, if you really want to put my ceremony was 30 minutes, but I'm, I'm not spending thousands of dollars to wear something for 30 minutes. I was pissed enough that I had to buy a, a veil to make my mother happy. And I was like, ma, I'm going to take it off. Like, you know how much my veil cost me? Don't even tell me. Was it a lot? I'll be so mad. It was like $12. <laughs> Do you know how much my veil cost me? I made it myself. So. See, that's that I need talent like that. My veil was like six hundred dollars for no yes. reason. And I'm like, well, there's a little bit of a reason. Well, of Did course. I have it? <laughs> yeah, of course. And it was beautiful. But now I'm like pawning it off to everybody. I'm like, you getting married? You want to wear this? Like yeah. just so it gets, yeah, so it just gets some use. Like my my brother's wife. For her wedding, she wore this beautiful lace robe that cost her like who knows how much. And she's like, I have to justify this purchase. So now everybody who gets married wears the robe. Like I wore the robe. My friend Kelly's going to wear the robe. It's just going to be something that we, it's like, it's like sisterhood of the traveling pants because weddings are expensive and I get it. Like it's a business. It's absolutely a business, but that's what, when I see people with six dresses, I'm like, and then like they end the night with like a velour jumpsuit. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, while we're talking about weddings, let's get yeah. into this Kardashian minute. I want to change the, the bridal industry. Like I, I wish I had the power to do this, but. What would you do? Dresses, they're only white because of Queen Victoria. Yes. Right? Got married in. Okay. So before that, wedding dresses were just the nicest dress that you owned. It didn't matter what color it was. Actually, I was think it, like. Was your dress point, pink? My dress was pink. Yes. yes. Love that. Yes. Um, yeah, it was just the nicest dress that you had. I think at one point the the traditional color was blue, which is why we have something blue now. But so Queen Victoria wore white because she was trying to help out a local lace factory. That's awesome. The lace I didn't know white. that. And now it's, it's white, but it, white is a symbol of wealth. Because if you can afford to buy a dress that you're going to wear one time and then have it clean so it looks like, you know, it's not dirty, then that's wealth. So, like, why are we all pretending to, <laughs> to be, be Queen Victoria? Be Queen Victoria when, like, it's like, I mean, I feel like now, 2021, like, everybody's very honest about, like, I'm wearing sweatpants and, like, yeah. you know, I'm pretending to go to the gym, but really I'm eating tacos. Like, why, do, yeah. why can't we be real about weddings, too? Like, just wear whatever the freak you want. I'm into that. I'm so into that because the amount of stress that's put into just the appearances is wild. Bridesmaids dresses. How are you going to wear your hair? What about a makeup trial? What about the shoes? What about, and I'm like, the men get to just show up. Yeah. They all wear, and they all wear the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, 
and, and it's, you know, guys I've had that are like, I'm, I'm not really like a dress wearer. And like, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to wear a dress. I'm only here because my mom is making me do this. I really like so many people. I wanted to wear a jumpsuit. I wanted to wear pants. I love that. I wanted to wear like a really dramatic off white. Like I am being short. I will say I can pull off a jumpsuit. It's like my strong suit. I love it. And it makes me feel great. And I was like, I I was willing to like compromise at first. I was like, I want to wear, if I can't wear a jumpsuit at the wedding because my grandmother would have fainted, I <laughs> wanted to wear it for the rehearsal dinner. And I was like, that seems like a, like a perfect compromise. I couldn't find anything I liked. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I found this like adorable pair of like floral, like I call them like Aladdin pants. They're like yeah. very like flowy with yeah. a white top that had like ruffles. And I was like, and I kept saying that night, like, I wish I was wearing this tomorrow. I wish I was wearing this tomorrow yeah. because it was so cute. I, I felt really good in it. And I, it was like, it was like, it was like sweatpants. And why, like, why can't that be a thing? Right. And everybody gets so much pressure on. And especially now, because think about like our age group, our moms really got married in like kind of the eighties. And at that point, 1987, weddings were planned by your mom and their mom. Mm -hmm. So now I see this all the time when girls our age come in, the mom wants to have control because she didn't really get to plan her wedding. Her mom planned it. So it's like, now you're like, feel pressured by mom. I mean, luckily my mom's amazing. Yeah. My mom didn't do any of that. Thank God. My mom was like, oh, Terry, you have to wear pink. Every time I I tried on a white dress, she's like, "Mm, it's not pink enough. (laughs) I love that. Like, Oh, you get me. (laughs) And it's also like, you know, and I, I have a hard time with like the bride thought of like, it's my day. That always kind of like rubs me the wrong way because I'm like it's not just for you our day yeah Yeah. and like that you know that was like a huge thing and my whole mindset when it came to getting married was I literally I'm I'm excited for the wedding like it's gonna be a fun party we're gonna have a great time but I'm really more excited about the marriage like that was something that I think I think a lot of people forget that a lot of people forget the why yeah and and I think a lot of parents forget the why because mm-hmm. they're so in, and I think it's like it's almost like you know they want to impress like oh I got to invite my friends I got to invite my you know my eighth cousins because I want them to see you know what we did and I'm like I see it a lot with like Italians like you have to invite everybody because you're, you're going to offend somebody if you don't but also like there's a there's still this um this like weird thing with, with people, with specifically Italian people of like status, even if you are like laying concrete and you are a blue collar, like you have to make it seem like you're a Kardashian. And I, I was not like playing that game. Also my husband and I paid for our wedding. We, you know, we, we had help and we had gifts and we were, you know, very grateful in that way. But like, you know, at the end of the day, we paid for the bulk of it. And I was like, I kind of just want it to be what we want. Yeah. Like, I was not doing favors. I did not want to do wedding favors. We did, um, everybody got, everybody got bacon, egg and cheese and cinnamon buns when they left. Oh my that's, God. That's amazing. That's what that's we did. Really Cause I was like, one. nobody needs a salt and pepper shaker with my face on it or my name on it. Like no. not one person. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for revamping the wedding industry, because I feel like it's become crazy. 
Yes. Crazy. And I think we all like, we feed into it a little bit, but anyway, with, so, okay. You, so the pandemic hits, you're still working. And then do they just tell you like, okay, don't, you can't come in. So, okay. All right. So (laughs) what happened was my husband, his sister lives in Phoenix. Okay. So we, for months had this whole thing planned that me and my husband, his little sister and her husband, were going to go visit his older sister and her husband in Phoenix. We're going to do like a little like siblings trip. Right. So our flight was booked for March 12th. <laughs> so <laughs> we go <laughs> and yeah. while we're at the airport, my manager calls me and she's like, okay, so listen, Cause this is, that was the day that Broadway shut down. So that's when it was like, that's when, and my husband works in the entertainment as well. He's in lighting. So that's when we were like, Oh, like this is a thing. I had, <laughs> I had Broadway tickets for that next week. Never got to go. My God. <laughs> um, yeah. So my manager calls me and she's like, listen, she's like, there's talks about potentially us not opening next week or like, you know, just being closed for the next week. Um, like, how would you feel about that, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, so I am in the airport. Like, I mean, she knew I had days yeah. off. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was supposed Imagine, to- Surprise, back. I'm not coming to work anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said I was supposed to come back to work on Monday. And I was like, I'm going to Arizona. So like, if <laughs> anything big happens and I can't get back, I just want you to know, like- maybe we should look for coverage. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. So, of you. so we go to Arizona and then that was the weekend that everything shut down. Like every, so you're like, in Arizona, I'm in Arizona. Yeah. Did you get stuck in Arizona? I got it stuck in Arizona. Yes. <laughs> so our flight got canceled. Um, we rescheduled that got canceled. We rescheduled that got canceled. Then we're like, How like, long were you there out. for? two months. <laughs> oh my God. How long were you supposed to be there for? Like a weekend? Two days. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you got your siblings so, trip. Everybody's so close now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, luckily they have like a guest bedroom and like a yeah. beautiful home with a backyard and it's Arizona, which is like my favorite state now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my sister-in-law she had to um she had to go to a doctor's appointment and when she was there and like this is when so within that two months this is when they were like okay everybody start wearing fabric masks yeah and so luckily I mean she's so funny she's like she just has like all these hobbies which is amazing because like when you're in lockdown and I said to her I was like oh I think I'm gonna like buy something on Etsy like a cross stitch just to keep myself no here I have literally a (laughs) like a bucket and I was like okay I mean I blew through that in like four days and then and then so she went to the doctors and and the lady at the doctors had a fabric mask on and she was like tell me all the details about that so this lady emailed her the pattern that she used to make it and then she gave it to me and she's like can you make me mask so I was like yeah all right oh my god she she just like had all this fabric she has a sewing machine and I was like, just set up. I was like, all right. So I, like, and there could be worse things. I made like a hundred masks and just, I was like, here, just take them to your doctor. And like anybody who needs them can have them. Oh, that's so, nice. and, but that was like, the, it was like a different mask. Like the one with like the seam down the middle. Yes, yes, know, yes, like, yes, yes. Right. So that's kind of how it, how it started. started. Right. So then, okay. Going back to bridal. So I'm there for two months. Right. 
the day that I left, so we ended up renting a car and driving back to New Jersey. I was going to say, how the heck did you get back? We drove back and we stopped in, we stopped in Texas at my mother-in-law's and then we stopped in Nashville at my friend's house and we parked a car in the driveway and slept in the car. Cause like, you know, you can't, oh, right. you couldn't back. go in. Oh yeah. my God. That's like, I mean, how are we going to do this? We don't want to stay at a hotel because it was yeah. still like, it was really hairy. The day that I left Arizona, I get a phone call from a manager and like, oh, we're going out of business. Oh, my, <laughs> oh God. my God. So the whole thing ended in like, so that was May 1st that they called me. The store officially closed June 1st. So throughout that month, I was the last person on payroll and I had to call all of these people and be like, so, okay, well, here's the other layer to it. The, the shop that I worked at was consignment. So like okay. you could wear a dress and then kind of you want to get some money back on it. You can give it to us. We clean it and everything and then pass it on to the next person. Right. Slash there are designers that like as they're designing, like throughout their process, they make a sample. And then if they're like, oh, actually, we want to move the lace over, you know, three inches over. Like we don't like where the zipper is. They'll just make a new sample. But then they can't do anything with that dress. But it's a perfectly wearable dress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then awesome. like have like one, a really one of a, one kind, of a kind. Yeah. So I had to call all these people and be like, Hey, we have your dress. You have to come get it. Hey, we have your dress. You have to come get it. Slash the people in alterations of like, Hey, we have your dress. It's half done. What do you um, want to do? <laughs> yeah. So, have, yeah. so oh. our interest ended up like starting her own, um, alteration business to like take care of the brides that were like halfway through it. That's really um, nice. But yeah, so that, that was my, uh, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> Oh my God. So now, okay. So now a year later, mm-hmm. almost to the day, cause it's March 10th. Yeah. Do you think that you would go back to doing things like that? Or do you think that you want to now continue to do your own thing now that you've I, had like a taste of that? I think that, I mean, I was fine doing it then. And I loved my job then like doing the alterations and stuff. But now that I've been through a pandemic and I've seen how people have acted like in public, I'm one, a germaphobe and I never was before. Like, I don't know that I could do that because I just, I don't want to interact with all those people. Which is so funny because you wanted the bridal job because you wanted to interact with people. And now a year later, look how much has changed in just a year. You're like, no, no, I get it. I get it. There's gotta be like, this is 2021. There has gotta be a, a way, a better way to do bridal. That's less intimidating. Like could we do like, could there be a virtual try on sort of situation or like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe somebody will figure that out. (laughs) Or it could just be like, Hey, let's do this virtual like interview, so to speak, where it's like, you tell me what you want. I can show you here, like virtually what we have. And then they yeah. did that for a while. Like some of my friends were like taking virtual appointments, like from their living room, you know? Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So now, okay. So let's talk about the masks. So the masks have evolved. Like you said, you went went from, you know, doing it with the seam down the middle and they were free and, you know, just doing it for the sake of doing it. When did you see that it was like a business opportunity? Yeah, that's funny. Um, Okay. So so that whole mask making thing was like March, April, and then hiatus for a long time. And then it was when, um, you know, I was just really making masks for like my friends and family. Then when I like hate to say his name, I'm just gonna call him 45. (laughs) When, when he Uh was like 
everybody has to wear a mask. I was like, oh, so this is like legit now because like, yeah, I thought at first it wasn't to say it. Yeah, exactly. Like we would, Um, my husband and I would go to the store, you know, masked up and I would see people and I, and I'd be like, like, I always thought it was like, you had to do it. And then seeing people like, no, I don't have to do it. And then when it became, I was like, I "I told you. I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like this is a thing now. Right. So I just quickly put on Instagram, if anybody needs a mask, like, I mean, everybody that knows me knows that I sew. So yeah, I mean, I would have assumed that they could have asked me anyway, but I'm like, I'm just going to put it out there. Like if you need it, I, I can do it. Yeah. Um, and like, I, and I was thinking maybe like a handful of people would do it, but it, it snowballed so fast. And I just wasn't prepared for it. But like, I mean, I'm such a fabric hoarder that I had all this fabric in my stash anyway. So like, yeah. you know, I didn't have to really like buy that much in the beginning. Um, but yeah, then it was like people started sharing it and telling their friends. And then I was getting messages from people that I didn't know. I had to make my Instagram account like not private so people could find me. Which is scary. And I was like putting, yeah, like 10 packages in the mail a day. Um, and so that was like, I think that initial post was like July that I put that up. And then, um, yeah. And then I was like, as you said, like your doctor was like, can I message, you know, like, I, I want to give people like a more approachable way of, and like easier too, because there was a lot of times where, you know, people were just responding to my story saying, I want this, I want this, I want this. And I was like, how do I, yeah, I was just gonna, that's what I was going to say. Like, I give you so much credit for the way that it started because I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like the, after the third DM, I'd be like, okay, no, I'm not doing this. Like, all right, forget it. Forget it. Because that's, you know, for, for those of you who don't know, you know, you would message, we would message you of like this, you would put up out, put out all the fabric that you had, all the designs that you had. And then you would say, okay, whatever you want, just message me and I'll make it for you. So then we would be like, okay, I want this fabric. I want this one. I want that. And you'd have to like go back into your memory and be like, okay, which ones do I have? Which ones are available? Which ones aren't? I'm scared. I'm, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Like that's, that's so much. So now let me ask you, were you, and are you still, are you having fun? And were you having fun? Yeah. Yes. I was having fun. I am having fun. I mean, there are days where I'm like, God, I don't feel like doing this anymore, but I really am noticing this year because I don't have like a real job and I don't leave my apartment, how much weather affects my mental health. hundred so like, percent. Yeah. When it's nasty out, I it's no, but like, I mean, I have a pile of masks to do today and I'm excited to get to them. Oh my God. So what, and that was the thing we, before we, we, you know, pressed record, we were talking about the weather and we were talking about how like, it's amazing how much, like just the difference in like a little bit of sunshine. And I said, you know, everybody at work today and yesterday was just like a little bit nicer. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, oh wait, the sun is out and people aren't wearing, you know, their giant parka jackets and they're, you know, they're not trudging into work because, you know, working in a school right now, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's so crazy. And so everybody's, everybody's on edge. Everybody's scared. Everybody is, you know, fill in the blank. And then like, you see that like glimmer of sun and everyone's like, have a great day. You know, hope you get outside today. And I'm like, what, 
am I in the twilight <laughs> zone? Like you were just screaming two days ago. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's true, the weather. And But so I am glad that, that you are having fun because I look at it as just like so much stress. Do you think that it has positively impacted you this year as far as like mental health with the pandemic? I do because I think like before I was making masks, I was like very much um, not really talking to anybody, like maybe like one or two friends I check in with like all the time. Mm -hmm. But now, like when I started doing masks, it would force me to have a conversation with somebody like whether or not I knew them. And a lot of the people that message me are people that I haven't talked to in years. And now it's like, you know, I'm like chatting with them all the time just because like the sort of reignited our like relationship. Yeah. I'm surprised um, because you always, you know, every time we've had to interact, it's always been easy and like effortless and fun. And it's like, you know, you just seemed like, it's surprising to me that you're like, yeah, I normally didn't talk to anyone. Like it was just, you, you did such a great job of making people feel comfortable with reaching out to you and not being like, who is this? What do you <laughs> want? You know, some people would be like that. Excited when people message me, but yeah, like just because in the beginning of the pandemic, it, like in the very, very beginning, of course, I was texting all of my people, like, right. how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? But then, like as it goes on, you just get tired. I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm tired of talking about this. I just want to go outside, so I'm just gonna watch Netflix and like, and yeah. then somebody texts me on the phone, but I'm not gonna go out of my way because right. I'm just over it. I, I I feel that way now. I don't want stop texting me. Stop texting me. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want another email. I don't want to text. I have an Apple watch for no reason because I don't, I hate it. My dad gave it to me. He, I get all of my dad's hand-me-downs. I am like, it's, it's actually hilarious. Like, he's like, oh, you know, I got, my dad's very techie. He loves, he loves a gadget. He loves, he loves the new and improved. My dad grew up very poor. And I think that like now he is like, you know, if he's, he's a little bit more comfortable. So he's like, I need to have this. So what happens? He has four Apple watches now. And he's like, Oh, do you want this? So I'm like, I, at one point, I mean, I guess I, I loved, loved working out. I loved going to the, to the gym that I used to go to. I was really into it and I had a Fitbit and it did the job. And I, my dad was like, no, you need the Apple watch. It's so great. You're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm also a hundred years old. So I don't know anything about technology. Like I'm very bad at it. So it's like, I just, because I don't want to know, like I, I I'm old school. You want to chat? Call me, call me. (laughs) I don't, don't text me. Everybody thinks I'm mad at them all the time when I'm texting. And I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I just, I don't, I don't want to. There are certain things that it's like, you just have to have a voice conversation. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I, I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to sit here and type and it I out. just like, oh God. And it's like, I don't, sometimes just the thought of like having to send a long text message, like I need time. I need like three to five business days. I can't do it. So the point is, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I, I'm so sick even now of like, how you doing? Are you guys doing okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, are you staying safe? Like, I'm just so sick of those, some of these words. Right. I'm like, so every time my phone rings, I get the little alert on my watch and it's like a little vibrate. It's become like a trigger to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I'm t- take it off, take it off. Because it's like- Can you disconnect it from your like- I'm message? gonna, you know what? I think I'm just gonna take a hiatus because I do like it when I am working out. Cause like, it, yeah. you know, I, I like to see that kind of stuff. Use but it as I- a smartwatch, but not as a- 
form of communication. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I think I need to disable the right. messaging because yeah. especially when I'm at work, I'm like, yeah, no, that's so distracting. It's the only reason I, I, um, the only reason I ever really would keep the messaging on my husband does heating and air conditioning. So I always just have this like irrational fear that he's going to like get really hurt and like, nobody's going to be able to contact me. Clearly I'm a very positive person and I, I never assume the worst is going to happen. Um, so that like paranoia is what keeps it. But then I'm also like, if somebody needed to get in touch with me, they would figure out how to get in touch with me at work. Um, I just, I have, I have, clearly I have some issues, which brings (laughs) us to, yeah, the mental health. So do you think that, um, so you said that you don't, you do think that it positively impacted you as far as this year? Yeah. Cause I think I would definitely be under a rock right now if I wasn't like chatting with people. And it's like the messages that you get because of masks, are so like, they're enthusiastic and they're excited. Um, it's not like, oh, how are you holding up? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's, a, it's purposeful. Yeah, exactly. I also think that, and like when, when masks first were, you know, it was mandated you had to wear a mask. I remember having the thought of, well, I'm not buying like cute masks because like that was my first thought. I'm not buying anything because I'll wear these like blue medical masks because, or the, you know, N95 masks because- It's gonna be three uh, weeks. Yeah, it's gonna, I'm not gonna spend this money. And and <laughs> what, what's gonna happen in, in three months where I have all these masks? And now fast forward to a year, I think the one, the three that are coming in the mail today from you, are, I think my 12th mask from you and then I have like other ones that I've like accumulated and I have a drawer in my house now of just masks. Yeah. And I'm like, and now I'm like, I can't even think about, excuse me, wearing a blue mask because I'm like, no, it, it's got to match the outfit. Like it's got to be yeah. cute. And it's funny because this mask, you know, it's very triggering for a lot of people, you know, wearing the mask and what it means and, you know, all of that, you know, garbage, but it's like, I get more joy out of seeing like a cute mask than I, you know, it, it takes the edge off a little bit when you're like, Oh, you're matching. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Like I can't wait for the one that one of the ones that I ordered from you this time was the books. I'm so excited. I'm like, one of my top sellers. (laughs) See that behind me. This is just a fraction of like the madness. (laughs) I have so many books. Um, but it's like that, like you needed, we all just needed a little joy. And I feel like your masks are doing that beautifully. Um, now let me ask you, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a, of an aggressive question. Okay. How do you feel about people who don't know how to wear a mask? Um, I think that in this day and age, if you, haven't googled it and you don't know how to do it then like what's what's going I, on I don't yeah, yeah. Like, there's no excuse like google exists just also like I've I mean if you're buying a master me and you don't know how to do it then like gotta do your research because I have video after video after you video. have so many videos this is the nose flap this is the chin flap <laughs> that okay so that is like groundbreaking because <laughs> I'm telling you because Every time I wear one of your masks that has the nose and the chin, everyone's like, I need that. I need that. And I'm like, 
everybody needs this. Everybody needs it. I've I've seen so many like um, news anchors who are like, I need to find your Instagram so I can like message you. Like, do you want a mask? Because like when they wear the other ones and they're talking and it just just keeps coming down and they don't want people to think that they're the ones who wear it like that. Sorry, this is like my my laptop riser. And they're like, so distracting. Yeah. Just put it. I get, I I've, I've learned. Okay. So in this last year, I always knew I was impatient always. Now I have no tolerance. Nope. I have not, no patience left. So, and my husband is the most even keeled. Nothing bothers him. Like I've never seen this man's blood pressure rise. Like mine, I'm constantly here. I'm constantly angry. And I'm all, I'm so high strung all the time. And he's just like moseying along. We were at, we had, we, for a long time, we were getting our groceries delivered. And that was like, it, I, I couldn't even think about going into a shop, right? I couldn't do it. I couldn't think about going into a whole foods or whatever. And it, it would give me like a ton of anxiety. And then I don't remember what happened, but we, we were like, you know what? Like, let's just try, let's see what it's like. And like, that was something that I actually started to look forward to just like going and getting groceries because it was a minute of like, I'm not in this house. I'm not. And this was before we had our dog. Like we got the dog in June. So like there, so from March to June, it was just like, and my husband's an essential worker. So he was still leaving the house every day. It was me in this house by myself, just like in our first year of marriage, like just like, okay, this is really isolating. And I'm getting into a really dark place. And like, I just needed one thing. And I was like, food shopping has to be the one thing. And I was, I'm always very careful. And I felt okay about it. And then I remembered, and I still remember that my shop right by us, like where we get our groceries is like the seventh layer of hell. And (laughs) I'm telling you, there's something in the water. Like, okay, so long story, little side note. I the town that we currently live in, uh-huh. I said years ago that I would never live in this town. <laughs> I was like, I'll never live in that town. And I was like, there's something in the water in that town. It's very industrial. I like a view. I like fresh air. And like, we thankfully we're in a part where like, we're much closer to like water. Um, but I'm like, what? this town is so weird. And Obviously, I love my house. I, I love the the life we built, but I'm like, when are we, you know, because because when I go to ShopRite, I realize the company that I'm keeping. So it's like people who are deliberately just being obtuse. And, the, and I, so the point is, I'm, every time I go into the store, I'm angry. And I'm like, look at that person. Look at that. You know, why can't they? And like, listen, and I've said this before, I am nobody to tell anybody what to do. You don't want, to do things the way in which they have been highly suggested for you to do, live your life, you know, keep it moving, fine. Just don't come near me. I'm not anybody to to say you have to do this or you have to vote this way, you have to believe this way, but we are at the point where this is something that like, we're still like behind the eight ball then, you know, in regard to where everybody else is. And there's a reason for that. And it's because we don't know how to care about one another. We're all, it's like, what is this doing for me? And I have, you know, family members in Italy that are like right now, like they're able to like live their life, you know, semi-normally. And I'm like, what's that like? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, Hey, 
I know, and I, you know, I don't mean any offense when I say this, I know wearing a mask kind of sucks. Like I know it does, but wouldn't you rather have like a little bit of, you know, suckiness to get to the ultimate goal of like what it was like and having, and having more of an awareness. I think at the beginning of this pandemic, everybody was like, let's take care of one another. Let's wash our hands. Let's, and then it got old. Like the novelty had worn off and it's like, this isn't a, this isn't a field trip. This is like, this is what we're doing right now. So, but it's true. People acted like, Oh, this is so fun. And I, two weeks off and I get to, you know, and then it was like, Oh, wait a second. I don't want to do this anymore. You're it's, it's my God given right to go lick that telephone pole if I want to. <laughs> so that's, and I think that's what everybody's like, what about me? So point being, we would go to the store and I would, I would be even last week. I was like, can you believe that? Like it's, it's very frustrating for me. I get immediately angry. Yeah. Whereas my husband is like, why do you care? Like, let them be miserable. Let them live their life. Like if they want to wear the, a mask, like a chin strap, let them wear the mask, like a chin strap. And I'm like, yeah, but Frank, it's not about me. Like it's about the, the old lady next to them. It's about, you know, the, the cashier who's 17 years old and is trying to, you know, save up money. And like, they shouldn't have to be afraid. The medical worker that may need to take care of this person. Right, right. And also a bunch of other people. Like, right, it's like, it's this domino effect that like you, everybody has to stop thinking about themselves because they don't really like, and having both of my parents get COVID was um, something that like made me that much more like almost like aggressive about it because I was just like, my parents did not leave the house. They never yeah. left the house. My, my, both of my parents are extremely high risk. The one time I'm telling you one day they went to whole foods and they both got it. Wow. And I'm like, and I don't know if you like you ever frequently, like if you frequent whole foods, if it's like anything that you're into by me, there's no COVID because they have thousands, like literally it's packed every time I go. And I'm like, and it makes me sad because I'm like, you know, I have a cousin who in the middle of this pandemic fell while he was at work. He, he does the same work my husband does. And he fell off a ladder and he broke his leg and he needed to get surgery. He's yeah. 23 or 24. I never know how old he is. It's so bad. He's younger than me. Yeah. And this poor kid had to go get surgery by himself in the hospital by himself for like four days because nobody could, could go and see him or his parents couldn't be with him, his girlfriend. But then you've got like every person in the world at Whole Foods and it's like, they're ready to murder each other over some produce. So it's like, you know, not to get, you know, into a, you know, off on a tangent, but like I said earlier, and like you, you also mentioned, we don't have the luxury of not knowing anymore. Like yeah. we don't have the, oh, I don't know what this is. And it's, you know, what is this? And especially now with vaccinations and everything, like I'm just, I, I, it's, I'm glad that for you, it's become like this positive thing to like help. I'm still in this like negative space of like, why is everybody so selfish? Like how, how I'm can we right reconcile that? You. Yeah. I'm okay. right there with you. Like, I, I mean, there are times that I have to just not look at Instagram because yeah. it just makes me so mad. Like people that I know, and I'm like, it's really changing my um, like perception of a lot of people yeah. that I thought were smart. I, I had to get off Facebook. I got them like, off. The mask making is my way of like coping with mm-hmm. how upset I am about it. Cause it's like, I don't know. I just try to, not get upset over the things that I can't change you know like if I can change it if I can give you a mask if you're still gonna go to the 
beach uh, vacation. Yeah. Like, let me make you like a tropical mask. You know, I to, like, love that. Swimsuit. <laughs> and that's yeah. And that's the thing. No, you're good. I I I'm. I, you're so right because you you know you can't you can't change or fix anything that's out of your control. And you also, I think, I don't know, I, I always consider myself very empathetic. And I think that's where this comes from, like being worried, being scared. And yeah. I think the lack of control that we've all had in this past year is like, it's all manifesting itself in a different way. So like some people, like you're, you know, you're making masks, you, you're adding to it. And I think that's a really great way of doing it you're adding instead of taking away. So instead of being like, oh, you know, everybody's that like being negative like me and like being like, you know, just like a ball of emotions. You're like, I'm just going to do something good. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to contribute something to make you feel, you know, that you're making an impact and you absolutely are. Now, oh, you're so welcome. But I, I, I know that it's frustrating. And I know that I have people who listen that like have differing opinions and that's okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to think, but I, you know, I also think that there's a way of knowing that doing things a certain way is not a choice. Like, you know, everything is so kind of like politically driven and everything is, there's an agenda and there's, and it's like, no, I really just think that we need to understand that I, I want to live my life too. And everybody has their own comfort level. Like I have, I know people who you know, are going on vacations or who are, you know, they're essential workers. So they've always kind of been exposed or, you know, they're going out to dinner or yeah. What was that? It's so not fair. Like I feel bad for, for all those people. Like I know a lot of people that work in retail and it's like, they're, they're telling you, you can't gather more than, you know, 10 people in your personal life. But it's like, while well, I'm exposed to 50 different families. Yeah, I work at day, Target. So yeah. Can't. Yeah. And I just, right. Yeah, I feel really bad for that. Like, I do too. It's just like, I mean, can't we just do everything virtually like to keep people safe? Like, do you have to go to Target today? Yeah. Do like an online order, even curbside pickup and like only the employees that are allowed inside. I don't know. I want to change the world. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, but you know, I think you're right because there's things of like, all right, I get it. Like I get, you know, some days I just need to leave the house. Like I ver talk very candidly about being in therapy. And my therapist said to me a couple of months ago, she gave me homework. She was like, you have to leave the house every day. And I was like, where am I going? What am I doing? Like I went to the park. I did curbside pickup. I did that. And I was just like, I'm just in my car. Like I, I want so badly for life to go back to normal. I want to be able to go out to dinner with my friends. I want to be able to go see my grandparents. And it's like, if I can't, if I can't do it, or if I, you know, if I can only do it in small bursts and things like that, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's become so almost like he said, she said like, well, I'm going to do this because so-and-so said I, you know, you can gather and you can do this, but, but then I'm going to go to target, but then I'm also going to, you know, be, just be reckless. And it's like, you need to, if you, if there are things that you have to do, at least just be smart enough to do it the right way. Yeah. And, and that's where I think a lot of people are just like, well, I'm just going to continue living my life. And, and but the other layer to that too, is, you know, people are doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing, but do you have to take a selfie and post it on social media? Like I didn't need to know that you did this. We're at a party. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like, it's like you're stupid because you did a stupid thing, but you're really stupid because you told everybody about it. Right. Right. And it's just like, we need to like read the room. 
Like yeah. know your audience. Yeah. And and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I truthfully and genuinely don't care if you go to a rave, if you want to go to Coachella, if you I mean, if that's not even a thing anymore. But like you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Go for it. But like then don't get mad at me when like I go see my grandfather. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, you're putting him at risk. I'm like, am I? I not that I, I haven't seen my grandfather in months. I'm just saying I'm using it as an example. But it's it's weird how the rules change when like I, I like the economy is yeah. affected. You yeah. Know? Like, I just keep saying, like, we need we needed in this in last spring, we needed full lockdown. Nobody in, nobody out. And yes. it would have been like, it would have been done, but we would never do that ever. No. Like no. Italy, you could not, you were not going outside. They were like, you stay in your house. That's how I've been living my life since yeah. March, honestly. Like I, I haven't, I go to the mailbox. Yeah. How, how is that for you? Are you, are you ready? Are you like, I want to do, are you like, there you know are what? yeah, there, there are, are days. And yeah. Like I have a whole list of, of things that I want to do. What's and the like, first I'm thing? Like, Oh, I'm getting on a bus. I, you know, I live in New Jersey. I'm yeah. getting on a bus. I'm going to New York and I'm going fabric shopping because I am so tired of not being able to touch all the fabric yeah. that I want to buy and like trying yeah. to get. I'm a toucher too. Fabric. When I'm at the store, I need to touch. I need to know. Fabric. Cause it's like, if you want to make a specific thing, now I have to go and find fabric, read about it, hope that the description is correct. Mm. And then when it shows up, like, is it appropriate for this garment that I'm trying to make? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's a whole, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even, so do you, so, okay. Fabric store in New York. What yeah. else? Um, there's about a million like bars I want to go to. Uh, well, the other layer to this is like, we're planning on moving like out of state. So there's like okay. all these things that I want to do before we go. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of people that I want to see. I know. <laughs> I like miss people's like FaceTime is great, but like, I want to hug you. Right. Well, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen your cousin, Kelsey. Yeah. in over a year like not even like a drive but I'm like shit we'll call each other every now and then and I'm just like remember that time we were we were <laughs> friends remember that time that we used to see each other and like we always thought like seeing each other you know a couple of times a year we were like we're so bad at this and now I'm like I would give anything to yeah. just like <laughs> you know right before the pandemic when she was still living in the city Frank and I went and we were like, we had no idea. We had no idea. And then like three weeks later, it was like, Poof. like, we were like, well, at least I got that in. Yeah. But yeah, I think as far as like, Frank, my husband and I had talked last year, we made, I have a list on my phone still, of like places we're going after quarantine. And I just, you know, I look at it every now and then and I just laugh. I'm like, remember when we thought that we were going to, we had five trips planned last year between like bachelorettes and weddings and you know whatever and we always go away just the two of us and it was just like all right cancel 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 cancel. I was supposed to go to Germany March 21st of last year oh my god that didn't happen (laughs) so that's that's on the list as well that is on the list yeah 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 so how do you think okay so now now you have a website so you went from doing just yes. you know Instagram messages what made you was it just like the necessity to like let me just streamline this and yeah. get into a website I wanted it to be more approachable for people but also like um when you place an order it gives me an itemized list of all the things you want so then that's one less thing that I have to do because before when it was on Instagram I had an excel sheet and I would just type in everything that you you know 
messaged me saying that you wanted. So now it's like there and I feel like it's easier to shop. It's easier for me to, to like make it. It's so it auto updates my inventory. So I don't have to keep track of, I tell it like, you know, if I have a yard of fabric, I know how many masks I can get out of a yard. I just tell the website, okay, I can make X amount of masks with the amount of fabric I have. That's fantastic. Track for me. So yeah, it's like a lot easier now. I can pretty much adjust. So (laughs) do you notice that you have more customers now that it's a website? Notice that I have more customers that I don't know. That like you don't know. Strangers, yeah. Yeah, so like when you're putting in the label, it's like, oh, I don't, it's not Daniela. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know this one. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I wonder where these came from. And like, it's funny because like every now and then there'll just be like a day where I get a million I'm like, where are these coming from? And then I'll get a message of like, oh, I like posted your mask on TikTok. I'm like, oh, oh that explains gosh. it. <laughs> I am not, I say this all the time. I am not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Um, I'm not on TikTok, yeah. but like I have TikTok. So I like, don't even have it. I've heard that TikTok is basically spyware, right? So I took an old iPhone that's not connected to anything anymore, made a new iCloud, and that's the only app on the phone is TikTok. I know a lot of people who do that. Like, where's TikTok phone? He'll sit there and scroll. That's amazing. I am afraid of TikTok. It scares the bejesus out of me, not even because of the spyware stuff, but like, it's a time sucker. Like I've seen people like, they're like, oh my God, three hours have gone by. And I'm like, but I'm also just as bad with Instagram reels. My, I didn't even know they existed. Like I knew they existed, but I never knew how to get to them. Cause again, Uh I don't know anything. (laughs) And my sister-in-law was like, let me show you where they are. She should have never done that because now I'm like, but I, yeah, I think that social media, I mean, in all of it's like, you know, dumpster fire, you know, tendencies, there's also some good that can come out of it. Like people posting a mask, like, or posting whatever, it, it gets so much more traction than just like word of mouth these days. Like if yeah. some, if, you know, some 18 year old on TikTok posts it, like the world stops. And I think that that's actually kind of cool. Um, so now you're doing masks. You're also doing headbands. Where'd that come from? Um, so I had a bunch of like scraps from the masks because the way that they're cut, like I have all these like off cuts of like little triangles of just like unusable fabric. And I was like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what would happen if I sewed these all together. And I don't, I don't know. It just happened. Um, I haven't been doing them as much because I've been so swamped with the mask, yeah. but, um, yeah, it, it is also an option. <laughs> Do you now? Okay. So we have masks, we have headbands. Do you think that you would expand and just do like apparel do you now thinking about this and like apparel is so hard because it's not one size fits all and I want to make sure that everybody feels like included you yeah. know um but I feel like if I were to do apparel I would do it totally different like it would be more of like this is what I feel like making today and then put that up for sale so like yeah it, there's one take it like instead of doing like a made to order yeah. kind of thing like Apparel's hard because we, again, this is like another thing I'm very passionate about, but I'm very, very anti-fast fashion. Okay. Um, It has been since September, 2019 was the last time I ever bought anything from a store. Like since then, if I want something, I have to make it. So you make your own clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Um, or like thrifting is okay. Yeah. 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 Receiving it from a landfill. It's fine. Uh, Like I just am trying really not to buy anything new. Um, 
but apparel is hard because because of fast fashion all of us are so accustomed to seeing like oh that top is twelve dollars you, like you can't buy fabric for $12. And that's like really what started making me ask the questions of like, where did that fabric come from? Yeah. Who made the, like you have to draft the flat pattern. Then you have to have somebody make it. How is this only $12? Like there's yeah. definitely something going on. And also knowing the thing that really made me stop is like knowing that like um, the, the CEOs of like, H&M and Forever 21, they're like the richest people in the world and they sell absolute trash. I was just going to say those stores, those stores kill me. I, now I haven't, I haven't been to a mall in like two years. I just, it's not my jam. I, I, I can't do it. I don't like shopping. I, again, being so small, like I need to buy something that I know that it fits. And, and then that's what I, that's my go-to. I have the same thing in 15 colors. Now, every time I would like pop in to an H&M, to a Forever 21, to those stores that everything is cheap, just to like look around if I needed a tank top or whatever. First of all, those stores are a mess. Like yeah. everything is everywhere because nobody cares. And it's so chaotic. Can you blame yeah. them? No. How much do you think that the person that works at H&M makes? And yeah. how much is the CEO making? Like, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I'm just leaving it on the floor yeah, too. I don't care. It's like when you go to a Marshall's and you like, and every, and every- you know what? Actually, I just learned this. Marshalls and TJ Maxx are like kind of amazing because again, with fast fashion, dumb as hell, if you buy something from fast fashion and you're like, for whatever reason, you're like, I'm not going to keep this. It doesn't fit, whatever. I'm going to yeah. return it. The things that you return do not get put back on the store floor. They Most of the time they just throw it out. Wait, so really? Yes. And so TJ Maxx and Marshalls, is a lot of the times it's stuff that's been returned so they're just saving it from a landfill so like yeah don't feel guilty about shopping there no I have a Marshall's right here just learned that like my my knowledge on that subject is not that deep just learned that like two days ago um that's very interesting (laughs) yeah that's very interesting because I you know it's true like if you do return something like I you don't think about where is it going now you just return it and you say bye and and that's it wow that's so interesting And a lot of the times it's like stores, um, we maybe why they're like more expensive if they do put returns back on the floor, it's because it's so expensive for them to do that because they have to like restock it, pay somebody to like put it back on the floor, make sure it's yada, yada, yada. Like it takes like a good amount of labor to get it back onto the store floor. So the prices are going to reflect that. So like, I don't know, maybe don't buy things that you think you're going to return. Like, right. Well, that's how, you know, I also, I struggle a lot when it comes to buying things like whether it's clothing or whatever, because I've learned over the years that like the cheaper it is like the, you know, the meaning like quality as well as price. Like that means that somebody somewhere is getting paid next to nothing to make it. And I've always had a really hard time with that. Um, whereas like, you know, those websites like Shein or, um, forever 21 or H and M like, I have a really hard time with that. And I try, I I will say, like, I will be the first to admit that, like, I don't know a lot about the fashion industry, but I do know that, like, I try to be smart about at least where I'm going to spend. Where, so like, um, the company Able, Mm -hmm. A-B-L-E, they're a women-owned and operated um, design and clothing and jewelry line that they, they're based in Nashville. 
and their one thing is that they um and like their stuff is a little bit more expensive um because it's made well but it's also they employ women who are coming out of like really tough situations and are in poverty and their goal is to get these women with a livable wage and out of poverty and a lot of them have like suffered abuse and you know um, I think or they're coming, yeah or they're they're coming out of jail actually this necklace that I'm wearing is from them it's a like an I love you sign in sign language um and when I when I, my husband got it for me for Christmas and when you get it it's you get the piece of jewelry and then it tells you on the back who made it like somebody in there like her name was Crystal um she made me this necklace it's made by hand and like what her story is and and they're very transparent about how much the top person makes and how much a regular employee makes and they're trying really hard to like bridge that gap and they have all of that information like readily available on their website it's not like this big secret that you have to like figure out how you know what you know they're not making minimum wage and I so like I'm really trying hard and I clearly have a ways to go but I'm trying hard to just be smarter when it comes to that part of it, because especially now, like in this last year, I would have just been buying on Amazon and being done and, you know, pressing, you know, prime, prime, prime. It was actually through you and with all your small business, um, all the stuff that you did with small business with like awareness and, and like shouting out these companies that made me think differently about the way that I shop. So happy (laughs) because you know what, like, and, and, and you're a hundred percent right. And I've said this from the beginning, like Jeff Bezos, he's got enough money. Like, yeah, I don't need to give him another dollar. Now, am I perfect? And sometimes do I need to buy? Of course. But with like, I use, now I use Etsy the same way I would use Amazon. So whatever yeah. I, I type into Amazon, like I would normally type into Amazon, I'll now put it into Etsy and see like somebody else can make that same thing. And yeah, okay. I won't get it in two days, but do I really need it in two days? Yeah. And I mean, I just think that we're such a go, go, go type of like society that we don't realize, okay, we're going, but where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it being in that industry too. My, um, my parents have a friend who owns, oh wait, you might know this company. Oh my God. And if it's like a bad experience, this is not good. Um, do you know the, it's a bridal or it's more like mother of the bride type dresses. Do you know the designer Junie Lee? I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah that's that's my dad's friend. He owns that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, they made my mom's dress for my wedding, wow. custom made. And I saw, I watched them make it. It was like Cinderella when like, you know, they all come in and they make the dress. Um, it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and I, like, let's just also take a breath and say, hey, my mom got a custom made dress for her wedding and I did not, uh, for my <laughs> wedding and I did not. But she looked beautiful and it was literally one of a kind and, you know, whatever. But- watching people make something like blew my mind. And I, I just, you know, it's really hard to reconcile. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think about, I also have, like, I think about my, my grandmother tells the story when she was a seamstress that like, they would lock them in to like their factories and like, they would work and work. And like, there was a fire once and like, they wouldn't let them out. And it was like this whole thing or something like that. And I just have a really hard time with like, thinking about things like that, like going to the forever 21, going to the H and M and picturing like 
but that's exactly what's happening. That is exactly what's happening. A lot of times the child labor is if you see a piece that has like a lot of beating that had to have been hand sewn. Most of the time it's kids. Wow. But like, I mean, anybody can make, I'm not, I'm not expecting anybody to be like, I'm going to make my whole wardrobe, but I feel like you should at least take a stab at it to understand how not easy it is. Um, and maybe think about investing more in your pieces that you, you know, you do have, like maybe buy something that's a little bit higher quality. And if it doesn't fit, pay to have it tailored. And like, yeah, that's well, I live in getting things tailored from being so small, um, where like, I know that I can't, I literally can't buy anything without taking it to a tailor and being like, hi, this much off. Thanks. But then on that, have you heard of the company called Hemster? No. Do you usually just go and get things like shortened? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Just so hamster. This is my like shameless plug. I started working for them last week. Oh, it is a virtual tailoring service. So, um, yeah, you don't even have to leave your home. You just make an appointment on hamster and they'll send you like, they call it a fit kit and they give you, it's like stickers. It looks like a Mm -hmm. ruler and you just mark it uh, and you have like a virtual, um, fitting with a, uh, like a fit expert yeah. um, and then yeah they just walk you through it and then you mail it to them and they mail it back altered oh my god hemster yeah. so h-e-m-s-t-e-r so everybody hemster hemster.co that's amazing because that's the thing like you for me like I so the one on that hand I am learning about like investing in higher quality, like paying a little bit more and getting what I want versus like, okay, let me buy this from, you know, wherever and then either return it or spend just as much on it with tailoring. Um, that's very interesting. Hemster. I, we can do, we can literally do anything now in this yeah. last year I think yeah. we all learned so they used to just be in person but because of COVID they've completely rebranded and shifted totally to virtually and they're not planning as far as I know coming back to doing in person it's always going to be virtual because it's like why would you know you can't compete with that like no I can get something tailored and not have to leave the couch yeah. like yeah and you're also going to walk me through it so I yeah. you know I that's amazing now what do you okay so what's one thing that you think we'll never be able to go back to doing? Like now that we know too much. Oh man, I'm such a germaphobe. I mean, there are things I see on TV and I'm like, cool. I don't know. I feel like I don't ever want to shake a stranger's hand again. Like that seems so disgusting to me. Or like, I'm just thinking about like real life before, you know, like I would go shopping, like we'd go to the mall and I would come home. And the first thing that I did was not wash my hands like now I'd be right. like walking around the mall like this like I am with you hands out like give, give me give me soap <laughs> I think about all the time like I would come home from work and just like immediately start like cooking dinner like yeah didn't change my clothes didn't wash my hands like and now I can't first of all my hands are ripped apart they from being at work and like washing my hands a hundred times a day like they're never I'm never going to get these hands back which yeah, I don't have like hand lotion in every yeah, purse. Everything. Never seen before. Yeah. It's a, it's a vicious cycle for me. It's like, okay, hand sanitizer, wash my hands, lotion. Then <laughs> got to do it again. So then it's like, it's just this like every day. It's like, I do this four times, you know, an hour, um, especially with being, you know, with children 
well yeah. they're not they're teenagers which is worse but <laughs> they're like oh they're so gross they're so I, gross. I can imagine yeah <laughs> it's like what are you doing um but they're also like scared to do anything they're so like we all are gonna have some level of like PTSD when this is all yeah. over like I don't know about you do you watch tv shows and you're like why aren't they wearing masks like I yeah. they're like like they're like they're right here or something and every time I'm like oh <laughs> yeah I and you know what like so you weren't a germaphobe and now you are I would so, like food off the floor like yeah like New York City yeah. girl touching yeah. the <laughs> no and now I'm like absolutely not <laughs> yeah I can't do it I can't do it I get I get really grossed out when I see um people still like licking their fingers to like do something and I'm like oh <gasps> I'm like, what Hold are you doing? <laughs> literally, like literally in ShopRite. Again, it's always in the store. Yeah. I have learned a, a trick that, you know, like, cause you have to, for the produce bags, you have to like, you know, you can never open them and you can't, you know, you have gloves on or you, whatever, you can't get it open. Yeah. I see people take off the mask, lick their fingers and then oh, do it. Oh. And I'm like, stop. So what did I do? I figure I can get the little spray bottle. Or you take like the ice. So like sometimes when like um like the produce would be like in ice that like nobody's eating the ice, no one's touching the ice. You just like dip your finger in it and put it on. Okay. But then I get then I get nervous because I'm like, well, who else dipped their finger in the ice? And I'm like, did anybody like it's it's so you you have to think five steps ahead all the time. Yeah. And what like right before the pandemic we threw my brother a big 30th birthday party Aww. at like a place. And it was literally fe- uh, February 15th of last year. So like everybody's just dancing and drinking and just spitting in each other's faces. And like ever, it was fine. We were all so blissfully unaware. And now I think about that and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to want to go places, like go to public, like, I don't like concerts and um, like crowded places. Like I think yeah. eventually a restaurant is like, I could, I could do it. I think it's I could. Really far enough away. Yeah. Like I'm not nervous about a restaurant. I'm well, I'm also, I'm also fully vaccinated right now. So well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was my birthday present to myself. I got my second vaccine shot um, on my birthday. Does it hurt? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, you, um, you, I should do a whole episode I on like should, yeah. what it was like. Yeah, you should. Um, I felt sick the next day. It was like 12 hours of like, oh, I kind of feel crummy. And yeah. then the next day I woke up feeling like a million bucks. And I was like, I will take that any day. I'll oh, take yeah, a day yeah. of inconvenience over, you know, getting yeah, COVID. I know so many people that have had COVID and I mean, like they had it like in April and they yeah. still are having side effects. Like they're still not better. My mom, my parents, yeah. my parents are, my dad is like kind of doing fine. My mom is struggling and she had it in um, November. No. Yeah. November into December. And she's still like, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's like, oh my God, I was, so I would take 13 hours of feeling like garbage. And you know what I did? I watched six episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. That's what I did. And I've never been able to, and I don't, I'm very bad at watching TV. I'll like start a a series. Are you, are you somebody who can like 
see something through as far as shows because I stop midway, even if I'm loving it. I just can't, I'm just done. No, I definitely see it through, but a lot of the times I'm not sitting down and watching it the whole time. Like I need that. Oh, you can like. So to some like, I'll, um, I listen to it. Um, but it depends on what it is. There are some shows where I'm like, I have to watch it. Yeah. What's your favorite like background noise show when you're sewing? 100% Survivor. <laughs> Survivor. Oh my God. That's a good one. That's Survivor is my like go-to or sometimes the Amazing Race, New Girl. I have um, to watch New Girl. Like really, because I've seen, and The Office too, because I've seen them both so many times that if I hear it, I can see it in my brain. Like, yep. no, you don't need, yeah. Um, I, I'm with you with The Office. Because Survivor is like, you know, I, it's like, oh, it's drama. drama. <laughs> it's drama. Theme, you know, so it's yeah. not like real drama. It's right. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. So being, being fully vaccinated, I also feel like I can breathe a little bit. Like I'm not, I'm not like going out and licking every, you know, everybody's face. I don't, I'm not like, Hey, shop right cashier. Let's touch tongues. Oh yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Six feet means 20 feet. Yeah. So like, I don't know about like where you are, but like, so, cause my parents live on Long Island. So when I go to Long Island, like I went to target one time on Long Island and everybody was a very like six feet, like, yeah. You in the dance to say six feet. Where I am in Jersey, not the case. Not a thing. Not no. a thing. like people that's, do not do shit. <laughs> that's one but thing I hope. That's, that's one thing that needs to stay. Stay yeah. six feet away from me all the time. Yeah, that needs to stay because I just feel like it's a personal space thing. If yeah. you're right here in the in line at Target or grocery store, we're going to the same place. Like, stop. I get very. That's what I get very impatient about. Like. You don't need to be, do you smell my perfume? Like that's how close you are to me. And that makes me nervous. Like that made me nervous even before the pandemic, but now even more so, like, I just feel like if you don't want to wear your mask correctly, or if you want to live your life, great. But like respect to at least be like a little bit further away from me. So now being vaccinated, it's such a weird dynamic because I'm still like such a rule follower in the sense of like, I'm going to wear my mask all the time and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay six feet away. I'm, you know, I'm going to live my life, blah, blah, blah. And I forget that I'm vaccinated. I always forget that I'm vaccinated because a lot of people are like, well, you're vaccinated now. And I'm like, yeah, but (laughs) I'm also not like, again, I'm not going to like take my mask off and like whirl it around. I mean, um, you can get sick, but you can still spread it. It's like, exactly. I feel like people don't realize that. When no, a lot of people like, don't. They think, a... they think vaccination is like you are like, yeah, like you're you're free like... and clear. And it's like, no, I could still carry it and give it to someone. And I will never know. Like, I don't yeah. want that on my conscience. No. <laughs> like, I feel like, do you think when everything is over and world's back to normal, do you, can you think of any situations where you might continue to wear a mask? Yes. I if I don't feel well and mm-hmm. I have to go to the store, yeah. I think that I would be perfectly fine if there was something that was like, hey, it's recommended that you do that. I would do it because yeah, yeah. I, I, my, my friend Sarah actually just told me that like, I think it was in, it might be in China. I, I don't want to misspeak, but it's, it's there. It's like accustomed to yeah. when you yeah. don't feel well or, you know, you, whatever the case is, you wear a mask when you go out for the common courtesy of someone else that, so you don't get them sick. I think that that should be a thing all the time. If I'm not, if I don't feel well and I have to go to CVS to get, you know, medicine or I have to do X, Y, Z, 
I would have no problem continuing to wear a mask in that situation. But I think I also wear it on like public transportation because yes. there's like no ventilation, you know, yes. and like you don't know who's on that bus. Right. If I'm feeling fine. But like from last March to now, never got a cold. Like I've been, you know, so it's like, what have I been exposing myself to all these? I say I said that, you know, everyone, you know, the flu shot is such a big deal. And I and someone's like, did you get your flu shot? And I said, no, I didn't get my flu shot this year because I've been wearing a mask. And I haven't gotten sick. I usually get like four colds a year and I haven't had been sick knock on wood in so long that I'm like, this is doing the job. Like yeah. I'm pretty good right now. And also I didn't like, do it either. Cause I haven't left the house. Right. Like, and that's another thing. Like my husband does the grocery shopping. Cause he's yeah. got the car. Like I yeah. don't go anywhere. <laughs> I feel like that's gotta be so tough though. But I, I also like, so yeah, I I'm before I had to go back to work. Like, so when I was still working from home, I did not leave this house like yeah. ever did not. And I, so I was like, I don't need to get, I'm here. I'm hanging. Um, but it got, it got muddy. So again, my husband being an essential worker, he's in and out of people's houses all day long. He's got to be, he has to be literally like he would be in your apartment right now if you needed him. And like, that's a hard thing for him as well as for homeowners. He's very conscious of that. He's like, I walk into people's houses knowing like, you don't want me here and I don't want to be here. So it's been hard for us because I've been, when he comes home, we still have like the same routine that we've had since day one, where it's like, come home, take off all of your work clothes, go directly into the shower. Like we've been so careful about that. And now that I'm back at work, it just like adds to it, like for this, like fear, and, and that's the thing. There's so much fear that's associated with this, that if, and when things do go back to normal, I think it's perfectly acceptable for people to still feel afraid and to still want to wear masks because it makes them feel better. Yeah. I think that anybody who's going to like shame somebody, cause I can already see it. I can already see someone being like, what are you still wearing a mask for? Like, you don't have to, no, you don't have to, but it, that's the, you know, some, some people like to do things cause it makes them feel good. Like just let it happen. I think that's, that's another thing I've learned to like, you know, just everybody's got to do what makes them feel fine. And like, yes. based on like comfort level. And if they're not hurting anybody, like, so if I want to, if you or me or whomever want to wear a mask from now until the end of time, so be it. I think there's going to be a lot of people who continue to wear masks. Yeah. I, know. I, really I, think, do. I'll, I think I'll be one of those people. I mean, like walking around outside, no, but yeah. like in a confined space yeah for sure also like even before the pandemic I'm one of those people I wear a mask on the airplane yeah I don't know what it is but I've gotten cold after landing from airplanes way too many times that yeah I always but now now I have like a little handy mask like I was using a bandana before but oh you so you were doing it even before I missed that okay yeah before COVID always I'd always wear a mask on an airplane because I've seen it yeah And that's the thing, like everybody made it seem like these masks were like, what am I, oh my God, what? I feel like I've seen people wear masks for years. Yeah. I just feel like it was something that I always saw. And I, you know, I just feel like maybe I just don't, is it like, I don't care enough to like question it? Or is it just like, okay, like I, I'm all about like, you do you, you do you, you, you stay in your lane and I'm going to stay in mine and we're great. But anyway, I feel like I could talk to you for like 10 days, (laughs) but so as far as looking forward as far as the the website or you know just like you in general like what are you looking forward to with taramakesmasks.com I think when the mask making is done like I still have that 
that, you know, the Instagram handle and the platform, I might use it to like promote other small businesses and make it more of like a spotlight for, for other people, you know, um, I don't really know exactly what that looks like, but that's the idea that I'm playing with. Um, slash like, I don't know, like I've always wanted to do like a sell something. I don't know what it is, maybe like shirts or something, but again, with the fast fashion is like, I have to figure out a way that I price it in a way that's like, I'm still getting paid for my time and efforts yeah. like that people want to pay for it. Um, but I don't know. That's it's yeah. I don't know. I don't That's a good question. My mind is already like, I'm already I, thinking about yeah, it. I'm like, can we do like an in short supply product like that? Oh yeah. Fun. There you go. We can do that. I'm, I'm actually in the process of getting like I'm revamping um in short supply and I I've partnered with somebody that we're doing like a whole new logo and there's like all this fun stuff that's coming out um you know the logo that I don't have I'm getting a logo and you know I'm learning a year I've been doing this for almost a year or a little over a year intermittently and I'm like I'm, I think I'm I'm I this has stopped becoming like a little hobby or a little side thing and I'm seeing like it could be a business yeah and I'm like hmm I do it I think this could be cool but then you have imposter syndrome do you ever do you ever get imposter syndrome where it's like oh my god but like so-and-so is doing you know why should I do that when so-and-so is doing it or like maybe not yeah. even about masks but like just in general yeah. I just feel like yeah. who do I, I have a lot of um like who do I think I am oh like, yeah and it's like I have you know what I have a lot and I, I I've heard other creators talk about this but it's like I don't know if it's imposter syndrome but it's like back when I was freelancing, like when I first moved to Brooklyn, I was making costumes for drag queens and like, so cool. I was so nervous about some of the costumes where like, I would like say like a little prayer, like, I hope this comes out good, you know? And if it did come out, I mean, everybody was always happy. Like nobody ever said anything mean to me about it. Like everybody seemed like they were happy. Um, But when people would compliment me on it, it was almost like I couldn't believe that I made that not in a way of like I'm proud of myself but in a way of like I wasn't giving myself credit for it I was like oh it came out good because because like I um like I don't know like like it was like a I don't want to say prayed because I'm not really but like that wasn't me it was like fate took over and made it good like it that wasn't my work you know um yeah I don't know what it is but it was like I couldn't believe that it was me but it was like now I'm looking back I'm like no I did make that you that's mine that. so do you still yeah. get you don't get that way anymore mm, not not no I guess not like that's I feel good. like I, I have like more experience now that I like yeah I feel like I have more confidence because I've like worked with other people and it's I've been in the role of like the mentor yeah I guess like yeah I guess I believe in myself a little bit more now but um yeah there are some times with imposter syndrome where it's like I have an idea and then I google it I'm like oh it's already things so I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. but um yeah people like when you surround yourself with small businesses and creators like my whole Tara makes masks I only follow small businesses back so if I scroll through that just the things that people post are just so encouraging mm-hmm. and I saw I saw a post I think it was yesterday and they were like well why does it matter that somebody else did it like you can still do it you're not yeah. taking away from anybody you it, you can still do it and it'll be your take on that thing yeah you know so yeah I mean you just have to like talk yeah. yourself. no and I think you're right I think that um 
there's a lot of like, well, it's already been done or, you know, and I agree with you with in short supply with the Instagram, I I'm pretty mindful about who I follow and, and, you know, things like that. And seeing all of these people who create or, you know, whether it's a product or a podcast or, you know, fill in the blank, the, the most positive people. And like, it's so refreshing because I feel like when I go over to like my personal Instagram, it's like a totally different feed. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to my, my safe space of, of in short supply because I, it's just people who are like cheering you on. And I think with my personal page, sometimes I, I hesitate to post about the podcast because I have like more followers on that account. And I think that they're like, oh, this girl and her podcast. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, but I but promise no, I- you can't. I mean, the people that support you are going to yeah, support you. Yeah. And if they don't give a shit about you, then like unfollow me. Like, I don't want that. I just did like a deep dive. Have you ever yeah. done this where you just do like a cleanse yep. and you just go on top? It's so, it's like I lost 10 pounds. I know. I just started on unfollow- I started going through and it's like, okay, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. Okay, let me go on your friend list. Oh, you don't follow me anymore. Perfect. Bye. Like that was a great way of being like, oh, you don't even follow me. Why am I still following you? Yeah. Um, and like you were mean to me once. Like, get out of here. So yeah. it's, you know, it's 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 refreshing a little bit. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you have a batch of masks that you have to do (laughs) and my dog needs to get walked. He's being very fussy. Oh, Bucky. He was so good. (laughs) He was so good. He doesn't, I mean, most days I have to check to see if he's breathing because he's just so chill. I'm like, are you okay? Um, Yeah. My little pandemic pup. What kind of breed is he? They think, I mean, who knows, but they said he's like a mini poodle, but like, I just feel like he's very cute. I will like, Oh, he's so cute. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot, there's more going on with him. Um, but I don't really know. Again, he was found on the street. Little face. Yeah. So cute. He's found on the street. He, he, he knows I'm talking about him. Um, <laughs> he's got a little bit of an edge. He fits in perfectly with me, you know, big heart, but we have issues. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, thank you so much. This was like such a, like a, a plethora of, of, you know, conversation. And I'm so glad that we did it. Um, This is really nice way to like break up the week and like break up the, you know, monotony. I was just going to say the monotony. Not get outside. I hope you're still able to get outside today. I'm going to go check my mailbox to see if my masks are here. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to post that. That'll be perfect. I'll post it. And then when this episode comes out, it'll it'll all be well. Um, Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure um tell everybody where they can follow you and all of the fun stuff i'm on instagram at tara makes masks and you can get my masks at tara makes masks.com perfect so simple love it (laughs) thank you again i hope that you know i hope all good things and hopefully that we can see each other in person. I know. And it'll be so nice. So <laughs> take nice care. Nice to see your face. <laughs> so nice to see you. All right. Let me say goodbye in the recording because I don't want to mess this up and just end it and, and then be, then cry. Um, all right. So adios to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to In Short Supply. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod.